Welcome to Lesbians Who Write with Claire Lydon and T.B. Markinson. Conversations about writing and lesbian fiction. Join us as we draw back the curtain on the writer's life. Hello and welcome to episode 82 of Lesbians Who Write. This week we're talking about writing mentors. Joining me, Claire Lydon, is my co-host, the ever-sparkly T.B. Markinson. Hello, T.B. How the sparkle are you today? It's kind of interesting you, you're, you're saying sparkle because I learned something today that I can't wait to share with you. Oh, is it sparkly? Uh, I don't know yet. We'll see if you think it is. <laughs> okay. But guess what is 100 days from today? Christmas! Yep, I saw that in a newsletter this morning. I'm like, I gotta share it with Claire. <laughs> uh, somebody said that on a on a TV show I was watching today when I was eating my lunch, and I was like, 100 days to Christmas. That's a good fact. I like it a lot. Yes, uh, and I should just point out, I am coming to you to, uh, this week from my uh, writing writing retreat, a flat in Whitstable. So if I sound a little bit um, weird to normal, that's why, because I'm sitting in a whole other room with whole different acoustics. So, TB, I'm in a whole different place. How's your week been? Wait a minute. So you're saying that's the excuse for you sounding weird this week? Yeah. What's your excuse for all the other weeks? Hey! Ching, ching! All right. For me, um, I got the draft of Dagny off to the editor, but I did it again. Can you guess what I did again? Uh, You, ooh, what did you do again? No, I can't guess. I can't guess. Okay, so last time when we were recording, I mentioned I had a terrible headache. Well, that headache decided to stay in my head for a few days. There's lots of room for it to move around up there. When I got to the sex chapter, I literally wrote, have headache, we'll write next draft. <laughs> so I put sex off again. TV, you've got to stop putting sex off. And there's the title of the episode right there. <laughs> so um, so that's off with the, with the editor. And this week I'm working on some research for the next book in the Miracle Girl series. This book has been a long time coming, and I really need to get the series wrapped up. The main character, JJ, ties into the series, the Lizzie series, and I'm tying her into the Dagny book that's with the editor right now. One of the things about the JJ books that cause me issues is, A, they involve a lot of research, and B, the research is very dark. So I know I'm not usually the ray of sunshine, but the next few months are going to be even rougher, people, because I'm going to some dark places well that's good I mean at least this year's been all sweetness and light so you know we've got some counterbalance right yeah this can't this can't be a bad plan I can't (laughs) see any depression on the horizon (laughs) I mean you know I think I think you should park this book and write a book about you know fluffy bunnies and cutesy weepsy doggy woggies well lighter news I watched uh, the tennis finals this weekend and I don't know if you caught any of it that during the women's match Azarenka I was impressed with her because during the changeover, she would sit in her chair and she would meditate. Can you imagine in the middle of a huge, I mean, granted, there are no fans there this year. So I guess that pressure was off. But can you imagine in the middle of a tennis match, every time on a changeover, you sit in your chair and you close your eyes and you try to go to your happy place? Uh, Well, no, because I find it hard enough to do in my normal general life. And, uh, you know, there's nobody stopping me. So doing it with, uh, you know, millions of people watching you play a game of tennis. No, I can't imagine that. I, I have to give her credit for it because, mm. man, um, yeah. I mean, she ended up losing the match, but it was a really good match. Mm-hmm. And I really appreciate people who really can just kind of focus on what they need to focus on. I probably can learn from that from the writing perspective, but I don't know. 
What? Do I learn anything? I, I'm not going to answer that one, TB. You have to look deep inside yourself to answer that question. i got to find the sex down there. So, <laughs> <laughs> so that's what's going on in my world. What's going on wow. over in... Um, wait, where are you? Which... I wanted to say bath, but it's not. <laughs> oh, I'm not in bath, no. Or in the bath. Neither of those things. Even though I might sound like I'm in a bathroom. Uh, I'm in Whitstable, which is on the Kent coast, which is where... One Golden Summer, the fictional town of Sandy Cove was based on Whitstable. So I'm in Sandy Cove. Don't you mean our Golden Summer? <laughs> no, no, definitely one. Definitely one. I'll tell you what, though. Um, you remember you bought a book, uh, a, a local crime book, didn't you, from the bookshop in Whitstable? The bookshop is no more. I don't know uh, if it's gone out of business due to COVID or if it's just having a facelift, but it's all the windows are all whitewashed. That's terrible. I bought a bunch of books in there. You Can didn't. I get my money back? No, <laughs> it's not how it works. <laughs> yes, but talking of talking of uh, sex scenes that you ran from, I've written two this week, and I wrote one today. So do I get That's extra points? Yes. Do I get extra points? Ding ding ding! You get <laughs> sex points for the day. I get negative sex points. You get positive <laughs> sex points. Um, you know, because I know the pain of uh leaving it during the first draft. And then you read through back, back through the second draft and you're like, motherfucker, I wish I'd written that sex scene then. So I know that pain. So I don't do it anymore. I bet when I get to that chapter, I'm going to be like, <laughs> I'm, I'm going to have forgotten all of it. And I get there, I'm going to be like, oh, why did I do this again? So yeah, so I'm in Whitstable this week. Um, I do this, as I said before on this podcast, I do this normally in January, but because um, who knows where things will be in January? Will we be allowed to go anywhere uh, so I thought I'd get one in a little bit earlier plus I haven't had been anywhere so it's it's nice actually it's nice being here although as you said it is a little bit busier um, than it has been uh, in January and March times when I've come before and um, plus the fact this week we've had like a mini heat wave so it reached uh, 90 degrees two days this week hence there were a lot of day trippers when I got here on Tuesday afternoon it was 90 degrees and uh, I could hardly get down the high street with my suitcase. And I was like, hmm, <laughs> COVID secure. <laughs> I bet it's lovely time this, this time of year, though, down there. It is really lovely. I mean, it's the epitome of a very cute, gorgeous seaside town. Lots of lovely shops and boutiques, beautiful seaside. Everybody is just sat in the sun. Uh, there's, there's so much um, pubs and cafes with uh, seats on the pavement and on the beach. Everybody sat in the sun. Drinking, eating, making merry. Not me, though. I've been sat up in my flat, which is like four floors up. It overlooks the high street, and it's really great. It's got this lounge that's got three windows, three floor-to-ceiling windows. So it's like panoramic, you know, almost sort of, uh, what, 180 views around Whitstable. I can see the sea from my window. Did you feel like an exhibitionist when you're writing sex with the windows? (laughs) I did, but only I knew. Now, when you say people are sitting in the sun, are they sitting on that really rocky beach? Uh, yeah, they were. There's a lot of people on that rocky beach. <laughs> it, my, would, bu- my butt hurts just thinking of it. <laughs> you would have had a giggle again. Uh, but I had a nice walk along um, the beach today. Um, uh, I got up and left the house by 7.15, so before the sun had risen, before everybody else was out, so that was really nice. Um, and also this week, it's been my birthday, so wow, I've had such a big week. I, I forgot about that. Well, I did send you a happy birthday. See, we were supposed to record this on Monday, and I had a whole birthday thing planned, but 
I, I went in for Christmas. Your birthday's done. We're moving towards Christmas. <laughs> yep, that's it. My birthday's over. Uh, but I got a new crown on my tooth for my birthday, so happy birthday to me. And I also went to my boat-in cinema. So we went to watch um, The Greatest Showman with uh, me and Yvonne with four other friends uh, in a boat. So you know like a drive-in cinema where you get in a car and you drive in? Well, this is basically, it was a boat-in cinema. So you hire a boat that seats like six to eight people and it's got a table in the middle, sort of like an oval-shaped boat and it's like a big motorised dinghy sort of thing. And then you get to mess around on the on the Thames Union Canal, or I think, for like 45 minutes and then you have to moor your boat and then people come and deliver food and drink to your boat and you get to watch a movie. So we did that on Sunday. So this was in one of the canals. This isn't actually on the Thames. No, it was in a canal in Paddington. I used to live over there. How do I not know this? <laughs> uh, because it only happened this this uh, year. Because it's like a oh. COVID-inspired, socially distanced oh. cinema experience. Sit in a boat. This makes this makes more sense. And I was really worried about you sitting in a dinghy boat on the Thames because <laughs> that is quite choppy water. That, that would be bad. <laughs> yeah. So I've had a, a so much has happened this week. I've been to a boat in cinema, it's been my birthday, I'm in Whitstable, I mean, I love it. And the whole point of coming to Whitstable is to accelerate my writing and get uh, Christmas done. And I am four, three chapters and an epilogue away from getting it done. So I, I will be done by the end of the week. So that's good, the first draft. That's really good news, because you know what? Christmas is only 100 days away. <laughs> I know, right? Shit! Let's get this shit done! <laughs> you got a firm ticking clock on this one. <laughs> yeah. It's a month to my editing deadline, so um, I'm I'm pretty sure I've got this one in the bag because I don't have a lot of edits to make on London 7, which goes to the editor first. Big month coming up. I love that the book you're publishing next year is getting edited first. <laughs> <laughs> it's just the way things happened. Good planning. <laughs> yeah. Oh, and also I should say, um, I know I said a report back, so um, I think it's been like three weeks since I put my... Uh, try me again novella free across all platforms and my newsletter numbers are definitely shooting up so there's some I think there's some correlation there and also um, I'm getting some reviews so thank you if you if you left one I appreciate it it's very nice when people leave reviews I know the first time around you forgot to do the arc team for this one well I didn't even forget I just didn't think of it because it's a free book so but you should treat them the same as a normal book but I know that now isn't that the definition of forgetting, not thinking of it? <laughs> <laughs> well, no, because it hadn't been in my mind to do it, no. so I didn't forget it. I guess I'll let you get away on this technicality. <laughs> I can see TV itching, itching to challenge me. No, no. Anyway, tell me your comments. All right, we have a couple comments this week. We have a comment by Jay. Um, she commented on the last episode where we talked about pretty much regrouping after you um, launch a book. And she said it was a very timely episode since she just launched her own book. So well done us. Yeah, we like to be timely. We have a message from Yvonne, and she was had a question for you, Claire. You mentioned in a previous episode about downloading craft courses. What type of courses did you mean? Did you mean needlework or writing craft? Right. Well, Yvonne. Um, I, I love that you, you picture me sitting embroidering and cross-stitching, but no, that is not what I'm doing. Although knitting looks very therapeutic, doesn't it? Uh, but uh, when I say craft courses, I, I do confuse people all the time. My family are always going, what are you, what are you doing? Are you doing some patchwork? Uh, no, I am meaning writing craft courses. So uh, I think I've got one. I can't actually remember the ones I uh, downloaded now. So uh, not very helpful, but they're very sort of specific things, uh, but... 
if you look at WMG Publishing, they've got like a whole range of uh, courses there. But it's not just them. You can find uh, courses um, on a myriad of websites. Just pick the thing that you think you need a little bit of help in. Yes. And should we include that link? Because um, Yvonne wanted to check them out. So. Oh, yeah. Okay. Okay, I'll include that link next time. So that's it for me for uh, comments. And we should say as well that um, we did say that this uh, episode was going to be about success stories, but we realised that we hadn't given people a chance to write in with their success stories. (laughs) So we're just going to leave that for um, either next week or the week after, but it is coming. We're really good at knowing dates. (laughs) (laughs) write in with your success stories where are the success stories no one's written in that's because the podcast only came out yesterday oh right let's let's get on to this week's big question which is writing mentors so what do we mean when we say writing mentors tb you're asking me yeah i know nothing about this business (laughs) i just flail about in the dark not writing sex this is a big topic these days or it seems like it doesn't it when you're like listening to other podcasts but you know Obviously, a mentor is someone you can look to for advice about how to go about your business. And um, it's one of those things where I think you can get writing, you can get mentors in just about any field, but finding them is the trick. Yes. And when we're talking about uh, writing mentors, we're not, we should say that we're not talking about people that you have that are on the end of a phone call or an email generally, are we? I was going to get there. I was building up to it. Oh, oh. Your sex scene's like. (laughs) (laughs) They're wham bam. (laughs) Wham bam. Thank you, bam. All right. I started um, pondering this topic for an episode after listening to a Joanna Penn episode. I think it was her 500th episode. Can we just take a moment to say 500 episodes? (laughs) Yeah. I mean, I am in awe. Joanna Penn, um, the Creative Penn podcast, is one of the podcasts I listen to Almost every week without fail. The only the only time she sometimes loses me is when she goes a bit too techy or when she talks about monsters. Monsters? I yeah. miss those. Yeah, sometimes well, she there has are like 500, so I guess Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but I can probably say since I've I've started listening to her, I've probably missed like a handful of episodes. So her her, her podcasts are consistently good. Yes, they are. I recommend uh, her her uh, podcast in, and she's written a few books on the on writing that I've also read that are quite insightful. But when she brought this topic up, uh, uh, mentors up on the 500 episode, I wasn't happy because I thought she was going to go in one direction. And it's something I (laughs) have been dealing with quite a bit lately. A lot of people like to approach someone who's successful in a genre and say, will you be my mentor? And I thought that's what she was going to propose. And I was like, no, please don't tell people to do that. (laughs) Because I keep getting asked this question, and unfortunately, I just don't have the time. But she surprised me in this because she said that many have asked her to be their mentor, which not surprising since she is um, one of the indie gurus. And she said that she hasn't taken on any mentees. Is that the right word? Did I just make something up? I like it. I don't know if it's the right word, but let's go with it. So she was like, I haven't taken on any mentees. And I was like, okay, I respect that. I I like where this conversation is going. (laughs) It's not scaring me yet, not scaring me. And then she went a step further to say how she has developed her own writing mentor relationships. And what she was talking about was, you know, you can, you can watch someone's podcast or listen to someone's podcast. You can sign up for their newsletters. You can read their books on how to be an author or how to run your um, author business. And she was mentioning all these things because like you and I we do this podcast every week and this is how we offer our mentor abilities I can't 
fucking come up with the right words, but we do it somehow. <laughs> if you're listening, behold our great mentor abilities. <laughs> My firm grasp of the English language. It's like I don't use it. <laughs> TB's available for any craft tips, everyone, on the English language. Yeah, but only listen to the podcast. It's the, this is where the gold happens. <laughs> But um, so when I was listening to this, I was kind of doing a fist bump because when I started iHeartLesvik, a lot more people were asking me, you know, about the business and how to do certain things. And it's flattering. It really is flattering. But I've been studying this for eight years, the writing business and everything. And I found a lot of people really, sorry. Is that somebody wanting you to be their mentor? (laughs) Yep, my phone is ringing. Which never rings, by the way. <laughs> but So a lot of people, when they are asking you, when they send an email, they really want that special tip to make a bestseller. They don't want to do all the hard work. And that's one of the things I find so dispiriting a lot when people send me emails. And I've had people send me emails saying, like, they don't know how to discount their book on KDP, and can I go into their account and do it for them? And I'm like, no, no, I can't do that. So when she started saying that there are certain ways you can study this and have a mentor without actually, like Claire joked about having another person on the line, there are ways you can really learn this business. I didn't know anything when I started, but I've learned a lot. Yeah, so I think basically what we're saying is that if you want a writing mentor, you need to look around and keep your eyes and ears open and see who is saying something or writing something or um, explaining something that resonates with you, and then you know go with what they're go with what they're saying. Read read what they're espousing. Watch it. Listen to it. And then if it does resonate with you, um, go with it. I've I've learned from many books I've read, from many writers I admire, and from many podcasts I've listened to. As I said, Joanna Penn it is one of my mentors. She's taught me a lot about the business of writing. So I would say that she's probably the number one uh, one for that. I have met her actually a couple of times, but I don't need to meet her. Um, I don't need to because I can listen to her and I can um, reference her anytime I want to by listening to her podcast and reading her books. And that's the key thing. And by doing this, though, you can have mentors all over the show in all different spheres, in all different, uh, all the different areas of writing that you want to learn about. So for instance, I, I watched the masterclass. Have you ever watched those masterclass classes, for want of a better word? We're doing well at language today, aren't we? <laughs> yes, I, yes, I have. I have it in a while, but yes. Yes, so I watched the James Patterson one. I found that really interesting. Um, and I think I did take some notes from that. So, you know, why not take some notes from James Patterson? He knows what the hell he's talking about, right? Dean Wesley Smith, um, similarly, he's quite a big indie publishing guru and he runs WMG Publishing where I do my courses and I've taken a course with him directly and it was one of the most insightful courses and it really opened up my eyes to writing better. So that's why I go back there to do more courses with him because I, I felt like I really benefited. He's one of my writing um, mentors, but I've never asked him a direct question um, I'm just gleaning his knowledge that he's offering and you might pay for this knowledge or you might get it for free uh, but just keep your eyes and ears open and learn from others and your peers every day and I would say as well in a way you TB have become uh, partly one of my writing mentors are you impressed god I'm really worried about your career <laughs> <laughs> maybe not one of my mentors but you know someone I respect and admire and that is you're looking a bit worried. You're like, what's she? Where's she going? Where's the Where's the insult? No, but um, where's <laughs> <laughs> the British? Where's the British insult? But I'd I'd never tell you that because I don't need to. 
I can learn from you through this podcast. And I don't ever need to tell you that I'm I'm learning from you, but I do. And I learn a lot from you. Like even when we're just bouncing ideas, like they become clearer to me. And also one of the things, if you do just like try to approach one person as a mentor, you're missing out on so many different pieces of advice and everything because one person can only know so much. Mm-hmm. But with, especially these days with podcasts, I mean, you can go to someone's podcast website, type in the search bar, like what exactly you need to find. And you'll, a lot of the times, like I typed in something to Joanna Penn's, the creative pen um, website and like 10 different episodes because she has over 500 of them popped up and I, you know, I was able to pick and choose. And she, she interviews a lot of people. So not only are you getting advice from her, but you're getting advice from the people who are also experts in the field. Yep, absolutely. Um, and I would say that um, other people I've learned the business of writing from are David Gogram. He's got a fantastic blog. Uh, he's an old school indie, what is he, an indie font of knowledge. Uh, Adam Croft also, he runs a podcast called The Indie Author Mindset, and he is brilliant at, um, well, mindset and and the business of writing. And if, I, if I'm looking to craft, I mean, I remember having, reading craft books um, back in the day. I think one of the first craft books I ever read was by Rita Mae Brown. Um, and that was about, she was talking, I remember her talking about the fact that if she put on weight, she hated writing because she hated the feeling of her body in the chair. So if she put on a like a maybe half a stone, she knew she had. And so what she did was she halved everything she ate until that weight was gone. And I remember reading that and thinking, wow, that is some discipline. I'm experiencing that now with COVID, but I have not started having what <laughs> You need to half your uh, portions of cottage cheese, TB. Can um, you trust me to do that? Like, that, that involves like math. That's 50%, okay? 50% less. When I first started out, I think I found Joanna Penn first and David Grogan early. But also, I mean, even... You can find books on Amazon, like Stephen King has on writing. Some other authors, big authors, like they've offered this advice. So when you're trying to find a mentor, expand your definition of what you're looking for and try to learn the business with without putting people in a position where they have to say no. <laughs> because it is kind of uncomfortable. And I think one of the reasons where I think I forgot when I was listening to the Joanna Penn episode I forgot how shy she is in person and I'm extremely shy in person as well. So I think that's why we're both the type we're like, let's be on the sidelines. (laughs) When you're approaching authors, a lot of us are very shy people. When Claire and I record this episode every week, it drains me. Like I can't do anything the rest of the day. (laughs) So if I had to keep answering emails all day from people, I would never get anything done. If you, if you desperately want to, um, tell this person who you've learned so much from that they've made such a, a great impression on your life send them a nice email that's always nice to get that's always nice to get but but just just be nice and don't always ask for things um you know I've had old bosses um that I've learned a lot from and they've mentored me in the art of I suppose people management um which always sounds you in good stead and I have actually told them and they've been dead chuffed there are mentors all around us, um, not just in writing, but in life every day. Um, so just it's just a matter of keeping your eyes and ears open and and just being receptive and, and not closing yourself off and not thinking. It's actually having the mindset to like a growth mindset. I was actually watching a, a TED talk about this today. So it's in my mind. My mind is Ooh. my mind is growing. But having a growth mindset and being open to ideas and not having a closed mindset because then that's that's the type of mindset that makes you 
send an email to someone and say, how do I do this? How do I do this? Whereas, you know, you could look to other things that they've written or other people, what other people have written and find it out yourself. That's a point that I wanted to go to as well, because it's, it's not just, you don't just learn from other authors. You learn from other creatives. You learn from other people who have been successful. I watch a lot of documentaries in the topics vary from like people I was watching one this morning about a producer on Broadway and stuff, but you can pick up so much from people who have succeeded when they started with absolutely nothing. And it's always inspirational. And there's this like, every time I watch something, I always pick up at least one thing and I, I apply it to my, um, my own career. Yeah. And if you, if you really want to um, see all the different people and how they succeed, um, there are so many podcasts on that. And a really good one to go to is the Tim Ferriss podcast, because he has successful individuals from all different walks of life. And his interviews are very in-depth, very thorough um, and really interesting as well. You do need a lot of time because uh, some of them run to two hours. So play it on 1.5 speed. Not like these, not like these uh, podcasts, which are just full of... <laughs> Full of brilliance? <laughs> useful nuggets? Yes, useful nuggets. <laughs> to sum up. There's so much information out there with uh, YouTube, with podcast episodes, with um, blog sites and author sites. There's really no reason why you can't learn most of the stuff you're going to need to know. I mean, yeah, I, I've got mentors in a few different fields and not just in lesbian romance, you know, or um, in many different um, genres of writing. Um, but as I said, in for craft, for business, for mindset, and they all play their part. And it's really good as well to just keep learning. Uh, if you keep keep learning, then it keeps your brain um, active and nimble. And, and then you're much more receptive to taking on new ideas and new things that might be coming around. Because if there's one thing that's sure in this career is that change always happens and you always have to be on your toes, ready to take the next turn. This business changes so much. Like we were chatting off air before about how launches are changing, which maybe we should talk about in a different episode. But yeah, this thing, there's no nothing set in stone about this career. Nothing at all. You're, I'm constantly learning new things and I'm constantly seeking out new advice. That's why I, I keep up with different podcasts because yeah. there's a lot to take in. Yeah. So hurrah for all the people who put all their time and energy into putting out golden nuggets of wisdom into the world so that we could, we all can soak them up and become better authors, better people, and have a better life. Oh. Who doesn't like people who put out? <laughs> wow. For someone who can't write a sex scene, you're a bit obsessed. That's all I'm going to say. <laughs> right. Thank you so much for joining us. And we hope that this chat has been, um, if a bit meandery, but also a little bit helpful. Um, next week, we're going to be talking about success stories, maybe. or We might give you a, a little more time to write in. But the other topic we may be discussing is saying no. Is this like a choose your own adventure? Yeah. So one of those next week will decide this week. In the meantime, do comment and let us know about your mentors and what you've learned from them and how much you love them. Comment on the website, email us, Facebook us, tweet us, Instagram me, and join us next week when we will be doing a mystery topic. Until then, stay safe, keep writing. Bye, everybody.
Thanks for listening to Lesbians Who Write. Listen in every week for more conversations on writing and lesbian fiction. And you can make sure you never miss an episode by signing up to our newsletter at lesbianswhowrite.com. Also, if you could take a moment to leave a review wherever you listen to this podcast, it would help more people to discover us. Thanks so much and see you next time.